Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Live, happy new year, 2nd of January, uh, first Facebook Live of the year. And how exciting is this? This is very exciting. I'm very excited indeed. In fact, I'm so excited that um, Emma will normally send me the questions that we've had over this festive period, but she hasn't sent them to me, or at least I can't find them. So I've got no questions, but I've made some up. So um, I'm going to talk about something. But I thought I can't miss out on doing a Facebook Live on the 2nd of January. So um, I'm here and I'm, I'm, it's, this is very exciting. And we've been working hard over the uh, festive period to uh, put all the Facebook Lives onto YouTube. So the back catalogue is all on YouTube. So if you've got a question, look at the YouTube. Ca- well, it's all on Facebook as well, but I think it's a bit, I find it a bit more difficult to find. So I've tagged it all on YouTube. And we've also got a podcast, which is pretty pretty um, impressive, if I do so myself, available on iTunes called Styano Plastic Surgery, I think. Could be Styano Clinic. I'm pretty sure it's Styano Plastic Surgery. Um, and we're wrapping all this up into an app. So there is a Styano Plastic Surgery app, which used to be available a while ago, but then it went it, they 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 took it off and i haven't had time to look into it to, to get it back on again um and it, i had to renew something i don't know but anyway i've renewed it it's, it's on the google store and i haven't got it on the app store yet the apple one but it's on the google play store and that the podcast and the videos will, will all be on the app there'll also be a new patient registration form how to find us youtube videos and stuff like that so that's very exciting 2018 what a cracking start i think you'll agree um i hope you've had a cracking start yourselves to the year and i hope you've had a lovely festive break um i've had a great break really good break back into a full clinic tomorrow massive monster clinic tomorrow so i've got to got to get myself um prepared to actually start seeing people and treating them and you know doing all that stuff very exciting so yes these questions i've put together a common theme i don't know if anyone can see the theme um i'm going to talk about implant removal and not replacement the reason i'm going to talk about that is because i've just this minute seen that we've had an inquiry about that so that's what's led me that's what's triggered this on um capsulectomy and um gynecomastia and the theme that ties it all together should i have a theme night i could have a theme night couldn't i uh anyway no i won't have a theme night because i don't want to narrow the the uh opportunities i'm I'm quite far away from the uh phone so i've got a bit of a ding dangler here hope it's not putting anyone off of course the podcast that won't matter because the podcast is just audio so um but anyway getting ahead of ourselves so um yeah, well, the as I said, just this minute, seen an implant, uh, a question about someone saying implant removal without replacement. And often people will say to me, I want to have my implants removed, don't have them replaced, will I need a lift? And one of the things about plastic surgery is that it is 
um, I've always say, say it's a very surgical specialty. There isn't much in the way of diagnosis, and this is one of the reasons that we, we make our money as plastic surgeons by doing surgery. We don't make the money by doing consultations and clinics. A lot of other doctors, cardiologists and chest physicians and um, even people like general surgeons and things where there's more and brain surgeons there's more to it within the diagnosis or brain surgeons usually get from neurologists but anyway point being uh, with not a great deal of diagnosis in plastic surgery plastic surgery is very much a surgical specialty um, you can see the problem and you can you know treat it or not um, and for that reason, when people say to me, and that's the theme of these questions, really, because someone said to me, do I need a lift? Now, the fact is, I can say to you, look, I think you might be OK. or I think you might sort of be quite droopy if you have your implants out based on how the quality of your skin, what your skin laxity is like, um, uh, the size of the implants. Obviously, the bigger the implants, the more they'll have stretched your skin, the longer they've been in. Um, but I won't tell anyone they need a lift once they have the implants removed because no one has to have a lift. You don't have to have it. It's not compulsory. You can have the implants removed and it might not be look as good as it looked with the implants, depending on whether or not you've got a problem. You might have a capsular contracture, so you might have problems with them, so you might want to get rid of them. Well, you obviously want to get rid of them because you're asking to have them removed. So, um, But but you don't have to have a lift. And, it's, uh, and a lot of things... in certainly in plastic surgery and to be honest in surgery in general is not written in stone i think a lot of doctors make out things are written in stone so i think it's easier to have conversations with patients when you'd make things black and white but i think these days we are encouraged to engage patients a lot more in the decision making than i think in the olden days um i think there was a much more of a paternalistic way that doctors would um advise patients or tell patients what to have and uh, even things like breast implants i see people who have got no idea what size shape plane their implants when they know nothing about the implants because they had them in you know 20 years ago where the doctor just said yeah you can have a breast implants i'll sort it out but these days patients want to be a lot more informed and a lot more involved in the decision making so um the fact of the matter is no one needs a lift when you have the implants removed you will obviously lose volume you will lose shape you will lose fullness and your breasts may sit lower and you may benefit from a lift but it's perfectly reasonable to have an implants removed and not have a lift see what it looks like that's usually what i advise people to look, see what it looks like you might be happy obviously when you're wearing a bra basically a bra does the same job as a lift so when you're wearing a bra will be fine it's just out of a bra that you might feel that you've lost volume and you've lost fullness in the upper pole and that's where a lift can tighten things up a bit so uh, the other question that we had uh, last week because emma phoned me about it was will you do a capsulectomy as part of a lift uh, sorry as part when you remove the implants will you do a capsulectomy the answer to that question is yes, I will, no problem at all, and I won't charge any extra for it because a capsulectomy is an expensive operation. You charge a lot for a capsulectomy when you do a capsulectomy or a replacement of implants. But when you do a capsulectomy and you don't replace the implants, number one, I normally don't do a capsulectomy. I wouldn't normally do a capsulectomy if I was not replacing the implants unless the capsule was rock hard. Sometimes it's very calcified and there's hard lumps and you don't want to leave those hard lumps in, so you would leave those hard lumps in. But normally, the capsule is so hard because it's compressing the implant once you take the implant out the, the, the scar tissue is there but it's not normally palpable when the implant's not there to sort of press against if that makes sense and so i don't do a capsulectomy when i'm removing implants and not replacing them 
because by doing a capsulectomy you lose some volume and when you're removing implants obviously you you know obviously removing volume there and you don't want to remove more volume by doing a capsulectomy but this patient specifically asked will I do one and the answer is if you want me to I will but I wouldn't routinely do that um, because um, it will remove a little bit of volume by doing the capsulectomy um, but, but, but it can be done uh, so the next tying in keeping the theme of you don't need a lift if you don't need a lift if you will have your implants removed is capsulectomy a lot of people will say do I need to have my implants replaced? I've got a capsule. Capsule is hard scar tissue around the implants. Uh, it makes the implants feel firm. Then the natural history of capsular contracture um, is the implants initially feel firm. Then they look quite rounded because the capsule makes them into a sphere. And then they get painful. That's, the, that's how it goes with the capsular contracture. Now, do I need to have my implants changed? You don't need to have your implants changed at any stage, but you can have your implants changed if you want to have them changed. Again, I'm not going to tell you you need to have your implants changed because you've got a capsular contracture. I will tell you you've got a capsular contracture. I will tell you you probably is going to get worse, but you don't have to have it treated. You can leave a capsular contracture. There's nothing harmful about it. Just get it. Just uh, leave it alone and... Um, and and you can have it done later on and in fact i would advise you if anything to leave it the longer you leave it the better because if certainly if you're having the implants replaced you will get another capsule contracture when you replace the implants so the longer you leave it the better um and you don't need to have a capsulectomy no one needs to have a capsulectomy but if you're in pain if it's uncomfortable if it's unsightly if you don't like them anymore then you can have them replaced and fresh implants put in but you don't need to have one and then this brings me finally, and just fair warning, finally this is. So if you've got a live question, go for it. If there's any live questions, you'd think I'd know where the live questions come in. I hope they just prop in. Um, finally, the gynecomastia thing. Because again, people say to me, have I got gynecomastia? I'm not sure if I've got gynecomastia. What is gynecomastia? I've got a bit of a puffy nipple. People call it a bit of a My nipple is prominent. My nipple is puffy. Um, now, the nipple is specifically the bit that sticks out. So it's normally not the nipple that's the problem. It's normally the tissue behind the nipple, that, and it's the areola that is puffy. Right, this is on men. If you, do you know what gynecomastia is? Gynecomastia is excess breast tissue on a male. Um, and there are, there are degrees of gynecomastia. Sometimes a man will have what looks like a female breast, significant gynecomastia. But you can have mild and moderate levels of gynecomastia. And there are people out there... There's a photo. I did a blog post. What was that blog post? I did a blog post a while ago, and the um, covering photo got a live question coming right in. This is what we want. Um, how soon can you get capsular contracture after implant? Awesome. I'm going to answer that in a minute. Um, uh, the photo is of Jack Nicholson. Uh, I think it's Jack Nicholson on a yacht somewhere um, with male breast tissue uh and there are you know certainly as you get older you get more male breast tissue skin loses its laxity and you could say he's got gynecomastia but if he's not if you're not bothered by it it doesn't doesn't matter what it's called whether it's you call it there's not like a line that goes that's gynecomastia you need to have it treated that's not gynecomastia you don't need to have it treated it's a very subjective thing so basically when people come and say have i got gynecomastia do i need surgery i'd say to you well do you are you happy with the shape of your chest or not? If you're happy with the shape of your chest, that's it. You're, it doesn't matter what What if I say you've got gynecomastia or if you haven't, it doesn't matter. Um, similarly, if you're unhappy with the shape of your chest, then the question is, can something be done about it? So if it's a very mild gynecomastia, is it worth taking on the risk of surgery? Because surgery usually involves liposuction, 
um, and often it involves a little cut to take the tissue out and once you get the liposuction equipment out that can be quite expensive so surgery is quite expensive for gynecomastia correction so sometimes people certainly with mild gynecomastia say what are you tr trying to do to me charging me all this money the surgery is the same whether it's mild or moderate <clears throat> it is more when it's very significant gynecomastia with skin excess but um, you, there is quite a large spectrum which is the same price it's not cheaper if it's smaller a bit like implants it's not cheaper when you put smaller implants in you know uh, or, or more expensive when you put bigger ones in and it's the same price whatever so there isn't a diagnosis of what is gynecomastia it is just how you feel about it and um, how you whether you feel that you've got a problem then you know we'll see if we can help you but if you you know, if you haven't got a problem, then you didn't, didn't matter what anyone, don't let someone tell you you've got gynecomastia um, because it doesn't matter because we men, the male physique, in fact, well, every women as well, the physique, I think, of what people think people look like is not what people look like really. I think people think they people look like what you see on television and magazines. Most people, a, a, a normal male or female physique does have, well, Obviously, female does have some breast tissue, but a normal male physique has got some fullness in the chest, um, you know, and I think we're all after this sort of figure, but I think, um, you know, so most people probably have good, what you might call gynecomastia. You go around a swimming pool, you'll see people and they've got, but it doesn't bother them. So what? It's fine. It doesn't matter what you call it. Who cares? You know? That's my view. Um, so, yeah, so there isn't a thing that is gynecomastia. If you feel like you've got too much tissue there, then we can help. If you don't feel like it is, get, go, go for it. Don't worry about it. Um, how we've got a live question coming in. 2nd of January, this start as you mean to go on. Um, thank you very much for that. How soon can you get capsular contraction after implant? Good question. I have seen it. I have seen people talk about things i've seen on, on on the real self you know that website real self and you get people asking questions saying oh, and some surgeons saying well that could be capsular contracture and the patient's like one or two years after surgery or even like within a year now i've never seen it that soon i've got to say i think if you've got problems sort of within a year it's only one two years to be honest with you even let well i have seen it less than five but it's rare less than five years so first one or two years it, this I'm I'm here. Of, I should stress I'm talking about first time breast implants put in. So the first surgery you have, because capsular comes quick, quicker second time, and then third time, and then fourth time. That's the problem with capsular contracture. If you have a capsular contracture, you have it treated. You have all that ca capsule removed. The capsule is basically scar tissue. You have all the scar tissue removed. New implants put back in again. That creates more uh, more scar tissue than the first operation did. So a capsular contraction comes quicker second time round. So first time breast implant surgery, very rare to get it within five years, uh, a capsular contracture. I normally say to people five to ten years is when it, uh, it tends to come. <clears throat> Excuse me. The quoted rates for capsular contracture is um, 15 to 20% at 10 years for silicone implants. So one in five at 10 years or 15 to 20% at 10 years. And then it goes up one to 2% per year. So you can get it less, you know, five, five to 10 is, I would say, where the normal stages is five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think that's, you know, it's not unusual to be getting it around that stage. Less than five years is rare, although I do see it. I've seen people say, oh, that could be a capsular contracture for someone who's saying they've got a problem within a, you know, f first year or two in, of surgery. It's not something I see in my practice but 
presumably there might be people out there who've got it. As I say, once you've had surgery for a capsular contracture and you've had new implants put in, then that's a different story. You can get it quicker then, and then you can get it within five years, and then that gets to be a real problem because you've had this surgery for the capsular contracture. It's expensive surgery, capsulectomy, replacement of implants. It's big surgery It's because um, you remove all that scar tissue. And then within a few years, you get another capsule. Then that can get into a bit of a miserable place because then you, what am I going to do now? I'm going to have another capsulectomy, then I get another capsule even quicker. So that gets into a bad place. That is where polyurethane foam implants come in. So that's something to think about if you are having problems with capsular contracture. They have got much lower rate of capsular contracture, although they do feel a bit firmer to start with. Um, but that's something to consider. They're a bit controversial, so that is something to consider. But, um, but yeah, five to ten years is what I normally tell people for capsular contracture. And then the next live question, look at this, two lives on the 2nd of January. I had PIP implants and had them removed and replaced two years ago and have suffered with my right breast ever since. How suffered? Um, is it pain or what, what way suffered? Um, so PIP implants. Now, one other thing about, I noticed about PIP implants is they very rarely had capsular contracture in mice. I never used them, I must say. I never used PIP implants myself, but I did treat quite a few patients who'd had PIP implants and I did replace them. And I'm not sure if you're my patient, Katie, are you? Um, um, so I, they, they rarely had much problems with capsular contracture. So um, I'm not sure if you had a capsulectomy when you had your implants removed or just had them straight replaced. Um, pain and hardness. Okay. Two years ago. Well, then, yeah, I mean, as I say, that, that is rare for pain and hardness is our symptoms of capsular contracture. Um, one thing I would say to you, is, it, is that a progressive problem? As is, it, is it getting worse over time or has it always been a problem since you've had them replaced? Because if it's always been a problem, um, no, sorry. If it's always been a problem, then I think less of a thing to Straight replaced, yeah. Less of a thing that it's capsular contracture. If it's something that's getting worse over time, then I'd say that's more sounds like capsular contracture. Um, but it, as I say, it is rare to get it in. Um, or what? Yes, it's always been a problem. <laughs> uh, uh, so you, yeah, pain, pain and hardness is are, are definitely symptoms of capsular contracture. Two years is a good time to wait for things to settle. Uh, if it was sort of one year, I'd say, well, don't worry, one year, I think things will still be settling. Um, but, you know, it could feasibly be a capsular contracture. Um, I think, um, so I bet, okay, well, that, that, that is going along with the, the lines of, um, of, of capsular, capsular contracture. And, and the, re, the, the, the problem that you get with capsular contracture is scar tissue. It is scar tissue. And every time you do surgery, you create scar tissue. That's why I always say to people, minimize the amount of operations you have to your breast. So, um, you know, you've, you've had two now. So, you know, the, the more operations you have to the breast, the more scar tissue you get. And this is why you get into a vicious circle now because you're two years in. What do you do? Do you have another operation to fix this? But then you've got more scar tissue, you know. So it depends on how bad it is, really, I would say to you, Katie. You know, if it's bad and it's getting worse. Uh, the other thing about capsicum tracture, it does tend to get worse. I don't want to be negative about it, but it does tend to get worse. And um, it is a progressive condition, but it is very slow to progress. So if it is not a big problem for you, then I would say to you, don't worry about it, leave it alone. Now, the first thing I would say to you is... Um, 
it's probably best to get checked out by your surgeon just to check to see, you know, whether there is capsule contracture or whether you've got some other problem with your breast or because, you know, you can get breast pain and can get tenderness in your breast for other reasons. So first of all, you've got to say, is it the implant that's that's the problem? And if it is the implants of the problem or or specifically, it's actually the scar tissue around the implants is the problem. Um, then I would say to you, you know, making sure there's nothing with the breast or anything. So if it is an implant problem and the uh, it is a specific problem with that, then I would say to you, look, my advice would be if it's not that bad, um, if it's not that bad, leave it alone uh, and see how it goes. If it is that bad and now you're saying that you'd like to have them removed only, but scared it's a big operation. To, to be honest with you, having it removed only is not a big operation um, because, as I say, I normally don't do a capsulectomy when I just remove them unless the capsule is really calcified, which two years in it won't be. Um, so that is not a actually a big operation. The big the big thing about having them removed only is the psychological aspect of it because you will obviously lose volume in your breast, you will lose the shape of your breast, um, but you might say, look, I've had so many problems with these implants, I want to get rid of them. And I don't, you know, that psychologically will be very, very beneficial to me. So you might say that psychologically it's going to be a plus for you to have them removed. But that is the main thing about the size of the operation with removal. If you want this, something can be done under local anesthetation. I normally would do it under general anesthetic, but it could be potentially be done under local anesthetation. Um, so it's it's not a big operation having them removed uh, physically, but it is obviously emotionally quite a big um, uh, undertaking. But um, I wouldn't be too worried about that. But it just sounds like you're having a bit of a nightmare with the, obviously the PIP implants, and then you know you've had them replaced and had the, this problem. But but capsular contraction is a problem and certainly when you get it two years post-op as i said that's rare something that i fortunately touch wood uh don't really see but it but obviously it's out there because you're oh god sorry you're um you're you're experiencing it so um so yeah thank you so much for having those questions there i hope that's answered things for you um if you have any more questions this is this is i mean second in january has done me proud i'm really really uh really impressed with that and uh looking forward to cracking on next week i mean monster things are happening in january for me i've got monster lists so i don't know what's happening with regards to timing and stuff next week i'll try and do it seven o'clock try and keep it steady on that but um we'll see how we go next week i don't know i uh, don't know how that will pan out but um can you see my button popped off this morning i did um so Next week, thank you, thank you, no, thank you, Katie, for asking the question. So I hope that's been helpful and good luck with that. If you need anything from me, let me know. But I would always say go back to your original surgeons or usually your best bet. Um, but um, good, good luck with that. And same time, same place, well, maybe not same place, who knows where, next week, 7 o'clock-ish. And again, Happy New Year, uh, Check out the back catalogue on my YouTube channel, which has now got the whole back catalogue on. And I'm going to put this one on uh, tomorrow or, you know, soon. And then the podcast, we've got to get update the podcast. But then we're going to have podcasts every week, banging it out there on a podcast if you're a podcast type guy. Um, and I'll be back next week, Facebook Live. Thank you for watching and um, have a lovely, lovely evening. Bye. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.